Hey dads, welcome back. This is the wrap up after a week of Olympic fun, summer holiday shenanigans and outdoor drinking. Glenn and Johnny of Team Superdad are here to sort out the world so you don't have to. Roll theme. Welcome to Team Superdad. Real dads creating their best lives ever. More time, more money, more fun. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad. Welcome. <laughs> Aside from the technical issues, which means we've got no idea what's going on, uh, this is the Team Super Dad uh, podcast, the wrap up. It's the celebration of the end of our week. Uh, if you're alive, you can see myself there uh, on the stream. And if you listen on the podcast, well, it's great to have you in uh have us in your ears glenn good to see you good to be seen and once again in person in <laughs> casa del ochco in this glorious of summer days and it was been a shit day weather wise so uh yeah good to have you here yeah i'm feeling as weird as i did last week uh no two weeks ago when we sat opposite each other i don't know whether to look at the at the mixing desk the screen or the or the microphone particularly as i've no idea why my laptop is going so slow and yours is uh, uh. <laughs> well we've had amazing luck with technology today and it's all worked smoothly from the second you arrived it took about five seconds to put together and everything was uh, <laughs> was in place and in play i don't know what the problem is yeah that's the picture we're painting yeah to yeah, our... yeah. Well, let's let's not let's not draw, draw the curtain back <laughs> yeah draw the curtain back and it's just like wizard of oz <laughs> no i'm thinking worse than that i'm thinking uh rodney del boy and granddad <laughs> <laughs> what this one del boy <laughs> and the entire microphone dropping from the ceiling yeah point. down comes the whole chandelier well you are here with us on the team super dad wrap up this is our weekly jaunt through everything that's been going on the last seven days and since we moved it to monday that it now includes our weekend which for me glenn was uh, uh yeah i had a hangover sunday morning um, well, that means you had a good Saturday night, sure. <laughs> yes. I'm going to explain exactly why I had a hangover uh, shortly. But uh, it was it is a linked to when you go to one of those events and they make you buy tickets. Yeah. That you use That's usually how you uh, get into an event. No, no. Like, okay. In but not to get in. You buy tickets to buy drinks. Uh, so it becomes technically a private party and they're not selling alcohol. I believe it's something like that. Yeah. yeah, we've done that before. We've had the, yeah, you pay a pound for membership and then you get a pound off uh, each your first ticket and then tickets allow you to uh, swap them for beers just so that everyone has the right amount of beer. That's that's how you get around that rule. I know, but where it went wrong for me was at the last orders when I realised I had three tickets left. Uh-huh. And how and, many t- was one drink, one ticket? Uh, well, I'm going to leave it dangling there and just let our listeners hold hold on for the end of that story but yes yeah, suffice to say the last three tickets led me down a bit of a uh <laughs> led me down a little <laughs> bit of a hole which it took me till sunday afternoon to crawl out oh good lord man you well, need I, to get your liver work i know i'm a bit of a lightweight with uh with, 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 with the booze basically but it's it's uh, it's the summer holidays over here in oh, the uk don't i know it i've been trying to keep the kids occupied well i've had to do far more work than i expected last week or last summer i was off i had to, I had to work every day and so far it's monday and i had to do a, a one and a half meetings today so i'm not too pleased about it but that was around a trip to ikea now i went to ikea 
to get some new plates, Johnny. Just some new plates. Just plates. Just plates, because my kids, you know, you end up, you get a set of plates, and then one will get smashed, another will get smashed. So you think, okay, well, I've got another set of plates. Then before you know it, you've got three or four set of plates. All of them are mismatched. None of them fit properly, and it's rubbish. So I thought, let's just go out and get some plates. How much, how much do you think I spent in Ikea when I was trying to buy some plates? Yeah, well, plus people need to know, were you there with all four children? All four children. All four children. But to be fair... The only unexpected thing that they added was a couple of drinks, some food, uh, and some wire filing cabinet type things. So they they weren't the culprits. Okay. And when was the last time you were in IKEA? Because there's a there's a visit to spend ratio type uh, <laughs> equation here. I, I'm, I'm my house is kitted. You know, I don't oh, okay. need anything. I've so I don't it. think you can get in and out of IKEA for less than a hundred quid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you'd be right. <laughs> How long did you spend in the market bit on the way out? Well, as well, we spent far too long. We just on the marketplace alone, we spent two hundred and sixty-five pounds. Oh, oh, well, we, oh, well four four children plus you five. That's almost like fifty quid each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just it just adds up. It just Ooh, it's impossible we need to. Look at these, Dad. What about? Yeah, and that the list is now quite large as well. So um, yeah. I reckon next time is going to be even worse. I saw a life hack. It said, go in the catalogue, mm-hmm. see what bit you want from Ikea. And then instead of going through the front door, go into the back bit where the sort of warehouse is, where they put everything. Mm-hmm. And simply then all you can do is see bunch, a bunch of boxes packed up back, you know, and you just go and get what you need and, and leave. Isn't the life hack to like just buy it on the internet? No, because they don't deliver, do they? No, but they like, um, I've, I've ordered Amazon stuff before. And yeah, uh, uh, sorry, eBay, not eBay, Ikea. They do deliver. Now they do. Um, but yeah, I don't know what their online shop's like. But I know you can get it from eBay and Amazon, all that sort of chunk. I there, when, when I lived in Brighton, there was like two things were in Brighton when I lived there that were like okay, kind of was more than ahead of the Brighton. time, right? Okay. Booze Brothers was a couple of, students slash ex-students yep. with two transit vans and mm-hmm. a couple of lock-ups with beer in so we're old school when they would chuck you out the pubs at one or clubs at three then booze brothers would come into their own like yeah. and then you could call the booze brothers and they would turn up in their van and, and, that's and genius. yes and uh, and then there's another guy called mike here <laughs> Mike <laughs> nice. here, right? And he would go to IKEA and get your stuff and then bring it back to back to Brian. See, that's that's genius. That, there, there is always a niche available. I know. I had a I, um, I had an idea. Uh, it was like it was a food delivery idea, and they were going to go to takeaways and pick up food from the takeaways. Oh, now that sounds like a good idea. Maybe you could all wear some sort of like um, aquamarine uniform and go on bikes and stuff like that. <laughs> this is like 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad. My brother came up and he wanted me to invest in uh, coffee delivery. And he's like, bruv, what I'll do is I'll get on a moped and I'll, I'll set up outside like an office building and then people will come down and give me their coffee orders and I'll like make it on the spot. I'll have like a coffee machine on the back. And I thought that's a stupid idea because it's going to be crap coffee. And they'll just even make it at their desk or go to a Starbucks or something. And I'm absolutely certain now that there are little booths that drive around, you know, little tuk-tuks. Yes, tuk tuk yeah. That are just coffee coffee delivery, basically. I know. So, so close to yeah. being billionaires. But so far. Yeah. We could have we could have gone to space on a cock. <laughs> <laughs> now, there is something that definitely happens in the right Did he know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like when, when, you know, like I think this about like Daniel Levy or any top, you know, or any football chairman mm. as well. Like, do, do, do they know when someone brings them like next season shirts and their shit? Do, do they know when, when the spaceship rocket designer said, <laughs> Mr. Bezos, the designs are ready. And then, and then they're like laughing, like <laughs> they're sniggering. You, you, you're going to do it as a dare to start with. <laughs> as a dare. Thinking, to a dare. He, he's not going to do it. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do the, we'll do the, let's do the cock rocket, and then, we'll, then we'll get the proper rocket out. And then like, he's gone, he's gone for the cock. He likes the Shit, cock rocket. We've now got to actually build the cock. I mean, yeah. everyone's going to know it's a cock. Yes, <laughs> like a like an actual blag that went wrong. Yeah, it's not even it's not even like like I mean, from a certain angle or something like that. Because no, it, it had the whole like bell end, the bit. shaft, and the end. Yes. Oh man, alive! I mean, yeah, that is that is that's going for a prank and giving it some. Either that or the, you know, the human, the cock, the penis is has been shaped and formed. By either God or evolution, See, to be to that, be so perfect that you could actually go into space, <laughs> and so ergonomically perfectly designed. Yeah, you reckon that that's what it is? Then it, it, life has been leading to the cock rocket. That is the <laughs> ultimate form of life. We're now going to transcend to the next level. I've often thought this about the fanny, right? If it's an amazing piece of equipment, right? Yeah. It, oh, it, yeah. It can also it can look very attractive, you know, sometimes, and, and then and then you can make babies in it. You can like it's, got it's a, multifunctional. Yeah, it's got a bit for fun at the top and a hole for pissing mm-hmm. out of, and another thing for baby. But then, compared to a bloke who can literally stand and have a piss anywhere, it's like the one design flaw of yeah. the vagina is well, it is. But then you, it's also balanced out by testicles. They are they are not well designed. <laughs> There is no such thing as an attractive ball bag. <laughs> so like you give with one hand and you, you take it with the other. That's that's how okay. it works. Right. So so women missed out on the standing up for a mm. piss thing and men missed out on although we did get the ergonomically rocket shaped yeah, space going got, space on the cock thing. But. Then you've got the uh, the hot summer day when the ball bag is just it you don't it's it's not pleasant, it's not nice down there. So I think I think I think it's a tie. It's, it's a tie between the two. But like I say, Who's riding to space on a giant vagina? Nobody is. <laughs> I, think, I think we might have won that one. Uh, you must have seen uh, Spaceballs. Yeah, also, everyone's seen, everyone who, who matters has seen Spaceballs. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how many people, listeners, viewers, I mean, where are you? You can comment, by the way. We've missed out the whole introduction bit on on uh, on. Well, I'm not even going back there now. No. Sometimes we go back and basically, if you're listening or watching and want to know like what Team Superdad's about, or or how we help equip men to create the best life ever, mm. or or any reminder to share this or subscribe or any yeah, of we're that. Not say any of that. I'm not going to say any of that. No, no, no. Um, you can go to teamsuperdad.com forward slash group. You'll get in on the inside track. We'll send you stuff. Mm-hmm. wonderful stuff <laughs> and uh and you and you truly can be the greatest dad ever um but what's uh what's what's space pools man um you talking about mel brook mel brook yeah he's a comic genius he is he's, he's one of those like era defining you can't he is just of himself it doesn't like nothing else is like him he just does what he does to perfection and does it over and over and over again apparently because uh, I'm I'm a landmark forum graduate. Mm. Apparently, um, Blazing Saddles came out around 
seventies uh, yeah. as a result of a whole bunch of like Hollywood comedians and actors and stuff doing something that was called Est, but this, this mad bloke who did this personal development program thing called right, Est, yeah. uh, called Werner Earhart. And then, uh, and then this other, then this company got formed called Landmark and basically he, they needed to move him out of the way because yeah. it was uh, uh, alleged that he did something that he shouldn't have done. Or whatever. It's like, okay. There's a misdemeanor in there somewhere. Allegedly, right? allegedly <laughs> slash allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently, cause they all went and did, did, did Est. And then that, a lot of the, the, you know, racial equality kind of message out of Blazing Saddles mm. came out of them all suddenly being enlightened and and wanting to do something uh, about it all. How that message carried across into Spaceballs, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a bit more farcical. <laughs> but it is it's bizarre, that, that Blazing Saddles thing. There, there are still people today that, that when, when it's on like whatever channel it's on, they have to say, like, this, this movie contains historically inaccurate stuff and there's, there's like, people saying, oh, this is it's racist... Of course it's racist, but it, like to point out how racism is fucking stupid. It's like it's the most if you're saying it's racist, you're so dumb that you can't see yeah. through the characters being racist past it to see how farcical it all is. That's like Nutella having a nut warning. On yeah, it. yeah, it really is. It's like, come on, watch the fucking film. I love it really at the beginning he says uh, um uh, he uh, specifically asked for a Negro. Uh, my, uh, my, uh, my aunt was Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody brilliant! So, so many awesome one-liners from that. Yeah, oh, not 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 in the Mel Brooks thing, but we're still moving. Yeah, you know, every now and then I try and watch classic movies with my kids. I say classics; they're yeah. always classics. Um, we watched one this. I mentioned the other day when my sister was round. Uh, a movie called Space Camp. In fact, she saw, you probably can't see it on, on the screen, but a list of movies just there. Um, and I go through them and I add them all the time. Movies that I grew up with, Flight of the Navigator. Oh, yes. Um, uh, yeah, the Goonies. Com- compliance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and one of them was this movie called Space Camp. Yes. And hardly anyone knows it, but you can't find it. It's not on, it's not on uh, Netflix or Prime or anything. It's not anything. She'd been trying to track it down too, and her husband, as a gift the year before, had bought it on DVD for her. He like tracked it down, and I showed it to my kids last night. And you know when you're sitting there watching it, and they were on the edge of their seat. They were absolutely tied up into it within the first sort of ten minutes or so. It caught them just like it had me thirty years before. It's so nice to watch when it happens. We've got yeah. There's there's some. I, how many families have that kind of movie list? Maybe maybe. Maybe loads. Okay, so we're going to put a uh, an everlasting list, a list never of movie ending list inside the Team Super Dad group. We will start that. Uh, I can see Glenn's list up here. By oh, the way, this is, this is uh, only the ne- this is the next few. Yes, I can see. Well, of course, the kids get older where the movies movies go. Yeah, and as you watch them, you, you knock them off. So we've yeah. knocked off Short Circuit and Bill and Ted's Boat Excellent Adventure, and you're all, you're knocking them off the list. But there's still some good ones on them. Um. I liked Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, is, is that appropriate for kids? No, your kids aren't quite old enough yet. But it, but it, but uh, well, the the older two are uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Weekend at Bernie's is funny. Oh, but then you're getting into all the John uh, John Hughes. Levels. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. another whole genre that you'll get. Well, he's a genre into himself. Basically. Yeah. So they've seen planes, trains, and automobiles, and um, Uncle Buck. 
um, and that sort of stuff. So th- again, these for these for me are the classics. They're what I watched growing up. Uncle Buck's a fifteen. How's Uncle Buck a fifteen? Uh, God knows. I don't know either. You know, there's some movies I watch, uh, and then you're thinking, how the hell was was I allowed to? I was allowed to watch Police Academy when I was like preteen. Oh yeah. Maybe that was because some of the things went over my head, but like you got there's fully full frontal nudity in it. Yeah. I, I can't watch that with my kids. How the hell was I watching it when I was their age? Oh, definitely. Um, well, Blazing Saddles. Yeah. I watched yeah. that when I was well young. Video. Um, In the days of VHS. What's it called? Um, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, oh no, that is great. That's Again, I, f- I feel like that one's got some violence in it, especially the first one was a bit darker, a bit more serious. It's got to be lots of F-bombs in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's Eddie Murphy when Eddie Murphy was Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> We've spoken about Raw before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for some very funny comedy that hasn't aged well, uh, <laughs> check out Raw. <laughs> well, uh in the realms of watching stuff, Glenn, mm. uh, we did mention it's this summer. Oh, before we jump into the Olympics, seeing as we're doing this nostalgia wander back through, someone posted, uh, Dan Flanagan, who runs Dadless Soul, which yep. is a pretty cool uh, dad's group. He posted a, he does these like Friday night battle. Okay. It was holiday TV programs. Holiday TV programs. Like, um, why don't you? I love um, that, movie, that show, yeah. Um, the Hair Bear Bunch. Uh, so basically, kids' TV programs from 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 Britain Round- that, that you only used to see it like that. Ulysses, uh, Ulysses. Yeah. Oh, I love. He had a gun, which was also a lightsaber. Amazing, yeah. But I've still got the, the the song in my head that goes Ulysses. Something something. God, I haven't seen that, that show in, in God knows how many decades. Yeah. So his question was, which of these programs like most sum up mm-hmm. school holidays for you? Uh, but because for anyone who's like not aware that there only used to be three or four channels. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> what it was like. My kids don't watch TV. So I, I grew up. So you'd have, you'd have um, Safe by the Bell. That was a big summer one for me. Um, and then I, Power Rangers was something my brother and sister watched. But they were younger than me. So it was only in the background. But it wasn't quite. I, yeah. was, I never quite connected with Power Rangers. Yeah, and because I got seven years on you, I was in flipping black and white. No, <laughs> close. Bill and Ben. No, but um, what's um, um, no? Why don't you? Yeah, and, and it was great. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, there, there, there are things that you'd watch. You'd have like a schedule when you woke up, sitting there eat, watching it while you're eating your breakfast. Thundercats, and I used to love because um, Saturday morning telly was great for this. And obviously, this was kind of extended through the holidays. And where you'd have a cartoon that they'd split into two or three different chunks throughout the entire thing to keep the kids watching through the whole episode, through the whole um, like the two or three hour show. Yeah. Oh, cunning. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, I think there was a reason for that. It was to do advertising and all that sort of stuff, but I didn't care. Quite possibly. That. Yeah. And uh, which segues neatly into going for gold, which mm-hmm. was a, a quiz show. It was it's- hugely popular. And we had that, 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 uh, the bloke that was randomly on the Game for a Laugh thing, but the Irish guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you say keep talking and his name will come. Yeah. To you. So host of Going for Gold. And then that would be like the sort of segue from the morning TV show, a random little quiz thing with participants from all over Europe. And then 
and then you'd be off into it, um, sons and daughters. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> R- R- random fact. So who wrote the theme tune for Going for Gold? <laughs> the tea is on. The time is right. And we go in for gold. Go in for gold. No idea. Hans Zimmer. Who's Hans Zimmer? He is one of the great. He's basically John Williams level of classical composer. I'm, I shit you not. Hans <laughs> Zimmer, multi. I think Oscar winning. Um, he, you know, he is like gold royalty in terms of like soundtrack production, and he wrote the theme tune for Going for Gold. Now the, the full length version of it is available online as well because you only you only remember one verse, I'm sure. And is it, he's he made big cash from this, or this was like a Fuck little knows. I, I don't know how it got him, how he did it, or I think it was kind of maybe this was slightly early on in his career. I'm guessing. Ah, oh, crazy musicians. Yeah, but you know if you're gonna that that's got that's got more staying power for me than no, but they're, they're like gaming the system. They're like <laughs> I might be a fantastic classical composer and stuff. But I know how to make a quick buck. It's, it's, but for, it's the, the audio equivalent of Tom Hardy reading the bedtime story on CBBS, which he probably has done. Which he has done, <laughs> and he's done it. And pretty much CBBS are on CBBS are onto a winner here because they know the majority of people who watch that are mums and kids, and they know that if the mum hears Tom Hardy is going to be reading the bedtime story, that kid is watching the bloody bedtime story. Ah. Come on, if Jet from the Gladiators was reading it, I'd be I'd be subscribing. Jet from the Gladiators. For some reason, my mind flicked as you said that to the blonde-haired woman that was always in club. She was famous for being <laughs> what Paris Hilton? No, no, way before her. She was like top, top, top row. Poor Mag, famous Linda. Look, no, 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 no. She wasn't even a porn star. I'd have to ask my scouse mates. The ones who bought magazines on for like porn for the, the road. Porn for the road. Road porn. Road porn, which yeah. I never knew was a thing. <laughs> Until I went to university and then we stopped to get some petrol and they were like, Fags, Rizzlers, pornos. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so I didn't do the justice when you do the accent there, don't I? <laughs> hey, hey. Fags, Rizzlers, pornos. Um so yeah, Olympics are on. Yes, yes, they are. I've been I've been watching I think this is one of the reasons that the kind of catch up TV is so good because in the past you'd never you'd have to stay up and no, it's a shit time of year it's midnight, a shit time of night because it's yeah. Japan it's not been as bad as I thought but you can watch something like the morning things I watched the the mixed triathlon relay like oh, until about one a.m. I love the mixed events I think they are so so good but then go to sleep and you wake up next day and you've got all this catch up stuff going it's amazing how do, like they just I there, there may have been more noise about the importance of mixed events mm-hmm. or maybe it was just such an obvious thing to do that it didn't make much fuss of it. But did they, cause there's like 200 different sports events. Yeah. How, if your sports event is not in the Olympics, you are pissed off right now. <laughs> the squash fraternity are up in arms. Basically. Yeah. I, I, could, I couldn't care much less about squash. Badminton's in squash is out. What's that about? Yeah. But the thing is who plays squash? Like rich coked up weirdo. <laughs> rich coked. I'm going to go down to the Maystone Squash Club on Saturday morning. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> we're, not, we're not weird. Bunch of dudes sniffing coke, playing squash, <laughs> really aggro. But what can have it? I mean, get up there. <laughs> <laughs> 
everyone likes the, the most people go for the athletics. That's what it is. Or track and field, track and field. Track. I like almost everything that's not track and field. I mean, I don't like the horse stuff. Dressage. Yeah, that's weird. Who's really in charge there? Exactly. The horse doing the, the steppy, steppy, steppy. The horse don't get the medal, so that's not up for me. But but all the other random shit. I love the fucking kayaking um, and sculling and shooting and weightlifting and all the random stuff that isn't just run fast or jump high. But or when, when you sign up to do the Olympics, it'd be like a caretaker at a school. Yeah. Get getting in a list of things to do for the for the upcoming parents evening and just going, what the fuck have you signed me up for? <laughs> What's the, the, the Britain's first ever um, tennis champ, Olympic champion? Yeah, he didn't even enter. He was in Greece visiting a friend, and his friend knew he liked tennis, so he signed him up and promptly won gold medal. Come on, it's true. No, I believe Hold you. On, I believe you. And it does make me. It still makes me feel that somewhere out there is a sport that I am fucking world-class at, an event of some kind that I just haven't tried yet. And I don't know whether it's, whether it is archery or shooting or, or toboggan or, or something. There's something out there. That cool I'm going to try one day. Exactly. Cool runnings. I'm going to try one day. I'm just going to be world-class at it. I, I have an ambition and I don't know how burning an ambition this is because i haven't seemingly this thus far in my life put enough effort in to make it happen yeah. but to have the national anthem played for me oh, as yeah when you've as the winner as yeah. the winner you're representing your country now i have represented my country once uh for aussie rules um but it's it, it was it was a, in a friendly rather than as a proper tournament type yeah. thing i was never good enough whereas my little brother is really good so when i was president of afl britain we actually sent a team over and he was part of the team we sent to Melbourne to compete for your country. And that's quite a cool thing to do, I think. Yeah. But I've never, yeah, like you say, I've never had it done myself. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to make a tit of myself here. I get emotional when I see the people getting their gold medal oh, and, and, them, and yeah. the flag goes up and, and I've actually, I've had tears in my eyes this week. <laughs> You can tell when it means something, can't you? You'll get some athletes, they're like, yeah, whatever, yeah, this is just what I do. And then other athletes, athletes you can just see that's that's it. The, the, the BMX in. No, totally. I was going to say the BMX in. Totally. Yeah. Uh, was it, uh, Kyle White. Yeah. No. The, so you had, you had um, the, the BMX racing. That, yeah. Kai, and, Kai White and the... Shriver. Shriver. The woman... Shriver. Yeah. Because she's just, it was her debut. There is going to be an Eddie the Eagle style movie made about her. Did you hear about her, how she got there? Yeah. And the, and the crowdfunding. Crowdfunding and, and all this sort of stuff. But Kai White, the, the guy from Peckham, because I was thinking he's, he's from like, is that South London? Or yeah, yeah, Peckham, South Friday, yeah, yeah. Right. So um, he had a, a wipeout about a year ago mm-hmm. and they had to put him in an, into an induced coma for Bloody four days because he had bleeding on the brain. Wow. So he came second in his event which was flipping awesome anyway and then she wins hers and she caned it so much yeah. i thought he was just picking her up to be uh, like celebrating she goes i can't walk i can't yeah. walk and then then i loved in the because that was in the the bmx so i love bmx being in this as well by the way it's absolutely brilliant um so that was in the the racing and then you had the the freestyle events and we won in that as well. She was amazing. Yeah. And again, the guy in that, apparently he wiped out so badly of like just a few weeks ago, he collapsed an eye socket or something stupid like that. And then on her run, if you haven't watched it, watch it on catch up. Cause the first, but they get two runs, highest score bet- over the course of those two runs wins. And her first run, she attempted this trick that no one in the women's event has ever done before. 
and she smashed it out. She knocked, like she fell over. She just wiped out. And then, so most people would say, okay, well, let me, let me downgrade my thing, at least get a decent score on the board. She didn't, fuck it. No, she said, no guts, no glory. Went through, did exactly the same thing, but nailed it this time. And this, you were saying about the American um, who had done it, it amazing. as well. The, the, she, the, the British girl wins with a, a reverse 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just prior to that, after she missed landing it in the first round, the, the American girl goes and does this epic, epic round. I think 90, 95 yeah. points or something stupid like that out of 100. Yeah. And she had to land this never-been-done-before trick to, to know. It's just absolutely brilliant. Got a 97.5. It's, it's a stuff of dreams. It absolutely is. Epic story. And the, to have the, the BMXs just go so well for Britain is, is stunning. I love it. Yeah. I, 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 where do all these sports come from? I, but like, like you say, the uh, catch-up has been brilliant to actually watch all these random things. Mm. Did you see the French bloke, uh, the boxer today, who had a sit-down protest no, for an I, hour? I was stuck in Ikea, so I haven't seen anything <laughs> today. I've had my own sit-down protests. I don't know exactly what happened because, to me, that wasn't the funny bit. The funny bit was always looking for the funny bit, right? Always looking for the funny bit. Oh, by the way, Kai White, when they said to him, what's the, what's, what can you say about the secret of, of winning, uh, and, uh, being an Olympic yeah. medal winner? And he said, never quit, always have fun. Well, that seems like a really good motto yeah. for life. Coming out of a flipping 20-year-old, absolutely mm. brilliant. Uh, so the French guy, he gets uh, disqualified in the final for excessive use of the head, basically headbutting. Uh-huh. And then uh, as a protest, he, he like did a sit-in on the side of the boxing ring, completely interrupting the rest of the, the boxing going on. But but just after he started his protest, he needed a, he needed a piss. <laughs> so, so he went off and had a piss and then came back and then did his sit-down sit protest. Oh, I, security should have said, like, you know, we're not letting you back in here. That's what I think. I think it, I think it diminished the impact of... His sitting, get piss on the ring. That's exactly that. <laughs> if, if you're serious, you'd have wet yourself. So, no, you'd, you'd, have, you'd have done a, you'd done a Barry Fry and go and piss on all four corners. Yes. For those who don't know about the Barry Fry thing, he used to be the uh, one proper old school English kind of chairman owner, and he owned I think it was uh, Pompey or Paul, uh, Peterborough or something. No, Barry like that. Fry owned Leighton Orient. Well, he did. Well, I don't know if it was Orion, but essentially he heard of this. They've been doing really rubbish and really, really awful. And he heard apparently there was a curse. And the only way to lift the curse was to piss on each four, each of the four corners of the football pitch. And so he did. He took his trousers down, had a little piss, waddled over to another corner, had another little piss and waddled. And to be fair, they actually did all right after that. And... But what, in front of twenty thousand fans, it or just 20, I think this was he might he might have done it on a on a quiet quiet Thursday evening. Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. You have a bit of stage fright otherwise. Well, I've had a lot of pisses in a lot of places. I've got, <laughs> I've got to be honest. Basically, holding the piss in is. I've got a bladder the size of a fucking gnat's bollock. I just I don't. My old man can quite happily like go, we'll go to a football match and we'll have four or five pints before we get to. The, at the ground, another couple when we get there, uh, two at half time, and he won't need a piss from like start to finish. Whereas I'm like, I need a piss more than once a pint. I think I've got about yeah. three quarters pint of a in, pint. Pint in, pint out. It, that's what it is. <laughs> it's like, how do you, how do you drink so much liquid? Liquid 
it doesn't disappear. Where does it go? In his bollocks. That's why. Okay. That's why old blokes have got big dangly bollocks. They're, they're like a camel sack. <laughs> Saving it for later. God, it's, I just don't understand it. That's why I don't like drinking beer and so much on a night out because it just you end up just needing the toilet all the time. One and of my then, and then try to do the journey home afterwards. Well, I was about to say my oh. one of my most. I'm not sure if it was like a, a triumphant memory or a painful memory, but we went out clubbing in Leeds. And for some reason, rather than on, because we were going back to Stafford, which is a long way, like a three hour drive. Mm. And we had been clubbing and it was like early hours of the morning. And I was in a a slightly different way Mm. from our night out. And so in this twisted process of thoughts that I had, I, I somehow didn't mention that I needed a piss and instead chose to hold on to it the whole bloody hell. And it's just, I don't know, to this day, I, I don't really know why I didn't just say, can we stop? And Because uh, I need a piss. But it's horrible. When I was a kid, in, on long car journeys, if I ever said that, it, what my old man, because he was the only one who drove, was like, oh, oh, okay. So I always felt really guilty about it. And it used to really cause me anxiety. So I've made sure my kids, I've just said, look, if you need a pee, Tell me, we'll sort it out. We'll get it done. Don't ever feel guilty. Don't ever sort of sit in there in pain and something. Just tell me. Just make sure when you do piss, you get it all out. And then <laughs> have you ever done a uh, a wee in a bottle in a traffic jam? Have, have I? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fucking you have to. Because men's trousers than you aren't expect. designed no. to get your cock out and piss in a bottle while sat in a driving seat. And also, when you're sitting, everything kind of, uh, this women won't really realise this, but um, kind of y- y- your penal area kind of shrinks and moves itself around so it's a bit comfortable. So you don't have a massive, like, arm sitting down the side of your trousers the whole time that you can just kind of feed in like a hose. Um, yeah. And there, there's a whole air differential issue going on and... It, it's actually way more harder than most women think it is. Yes. Although, see, they have a she-wee, which, but we can stop and just have a piss up a tree, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's always... That's, there are, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm happy with my apparatus, but I, I just there are moments when you think it should be easier than it no. actually is. When I need to go these days, I need to go. Yeah. Uh, about uh, Before lockdown, so we were going back about two years ago, I went, I went to the doctors because I was concerned about how it had become... When I need to go, I need to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked it up online and said, oh, you might need to get your prostate uh, checked, which actually involves getting a finger up your bum. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the like, worst feeling, but... It's got to be done, it's got to be done. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so it turns out I'm fine. Um, and, yeah, just, just... And you go back for daily uh, checks? And <laughs> get my prostate <laughs> checked regularly now, yeah. But, no, I did, yeah, holding a... in basically. My, yeah, my boy loves a wild wee, so he could go and do that... Uh, pissing on the pitch <laughs> i think he did own peterborough actually someone else it was yeah he definitely owned, peterborough. owned the posh yeah and i think that was the club he did it at yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah i don't think i'm ever going to win a gold medal at uh at holding my piss in it's it's never going to be one of these things that i'm gonna I've, I've, I've accepted that i'm never probably never going to win a gold medal at anything i i believe and my friend athos and i we used to we were good skiers when we were like 10, 11, 12, mm-hmm. you know, early teens, that sort of age. And it was around the Eddie Eagle time. So right, okay. there really wasn't a British... Is that type... 88? Oh, I'm going to say yes, basically. Okay. It had to be late 80s, yeah. But it was around that time that if, if you had a modicum of ability and a determination to see it through, you could find you, you could have done it. So, yeah, 
it, we, we, it was close. It was like it was a bit, bit like the the food delivery service or the or all the other ideas I've mm. had never followed through. And it, now it's just professionalised, isn't it? If you've not been picked up by the time you're, you know, basically you, your dad's barely spermed you into your mum as such, then basically you, you're, you're too late. Well, no, some of these new sports are right. The the the, the BNX and stuff they've been. They, they, it's They've been their been hobby and their passion. And yeah, but they've been doing it for years and years and years. Oh, like, so you, you can't I can't the, pick it up. You can't do the Eddie Eagle story anymore. Probably not. Probably not. And, and all of these people, they've been doing it with corporate sponsorship because that's the only way they can do it because the level is just raised up and up and up. That It's not like you can just be amateur, an amateur town planner or poet and turn up on the day. No, not on the day. But the, the the BMX girls and the gang have been talking about their crowdfunding and and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. But the uh, the the freestyle BMX. So she had to emigrate to the US and sort of have competitions over there and, and absolutely again dedicate her life yeah. to it. X Games. Yeah, yeah. Good, it's, good it's lifestyle crazy. though. Good lifestyle. So back to my uh, weekend adventures. Tell me about your weekend. So it was. Given that we're now 47, right, you know, mm. uh, and everything that we used to do that was fun and wild and you know, not that raving was necessarily illegal, but they made it bloody illegal so that you couldn't just dance in the field. So Maidstone now has like a festival area in mm. Moat Park. So they've nice. they've got a, a, a an area fenced off and mm. then all across the summer, each week there's a different event in moat park so this week was the classical ibiza um, so there's a bunch of djs not really that well known i'm guessing these are kind of grown-up festivals rather than family ones this wasn't saturday's wasn't a family one but there have been well in a couple of weeks there's a like a what they call it when the band isn't really the band, a fake band, cover band, tribute back, cover yeah, tribute, band, yeah. Yeah, 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 tribute, fake that, or yeah. the Rolling Bones, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to love some of the names. Fleetwood Hack, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> badness. Um, <laughs> so, so it, it's it's classic classical Ibiza. They got a bunch of average DJs. There could have been ten thousand people there. This place was so big, but there was mm-hmm. probably eight hundred, basically. And then it was supposed to rain all afternoon, nice. but by miracle it didn't. Mm-hmm. Then it said it is COVID compliant, like airflow. The pictures from the last time I did it two years ago, there was just this giant tent. So it was, was kind of pre-COVID, wasn't it? Yeah, pre pre-COVID. Okay. And so supposed to rain all afternoon get there completely open air not a single <laughs> place to, to 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 hide by some miracle it didn't rain then you had to buy these tokens to to swap in kind of legal terms for for alcoholic beverages mm-hmm. so uh five token five quid for a beer sadly about standard now i when i was in london the other day seven pound 20 a pint Seven pound twenty a pint. Of, of oh, this was just some some uh, IPA, just a random. And not, I'm not talking about some sort of rare nectar of the gods craft shit. This was just whatever the pub bog standard IPA was. Yes. But now, now they take a lager, make it, give it a bit of a a bit of a zingy flavour, and call it an IPA. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they can charge more, and they do. But yeah, so five pound a pint sounds quite nice. Oh, and a, no, actually quite a good beer. You know, yeah. like um, Whitstable Bay, 
I like lager and yeah. and uh, so they were kind of local craft beers type mm-hmm. thing. So gets towards the end of the night. So now we've had like four pints, which for me is actually quite quite a lot. And we're dancing and it's Sorry, fun. I'm, I'm, can you just go back there? I, I misheard you. <laughs> you said you said you, was it four fourteen? No, I am a lightweight. I've always been a lightweight. I, I I can't I can't uh, hide it. I I'm not even that ashamed of it. Basically, it's all fine. But also, it gives my friends in the past historically, my friends have taken advantage of this. Mm. Have, have the villa where I uh, uh, I haven't ho- yet ho- no. horribly drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I lost a drinking game that night. <laughs> so it gets to the end of the night, and I'm going to get the last round, not because it's late or anything like that, but it's just that time. And I kind of aware that this was going to be the low of an hour to go, but mm. I'm going to go over there. mate. So I go over and I chat into the guy. Now I'm not some mad blagger, like wangle something, but I do when I'm just chatting to people, random stuff happens. People give me things for free mm. or things. You're a very nice man. Yeah. It's a like a very nice man. You create a friend, a circle <laughs> of trust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a safe space to be. So, I've got the drinks and we're having a laugh about ice. How that, you know, it was, it was a chat about ice. I then give him the tickets over and now I've got three tickets. Okay. Which technically is three quid, but there's nothing on the list. Although subsequent, somewhere around the end of this story, someone did say to me, you could have got a bottle of water for three tokens, <laughs> which in hindsight would have been a very good idea. So I could see that a Jägermeister was four tokens. Okay, yeah. Is that, is that a Jägermeister on its own? No Red Bull? Or no, not like a bomb. Just, just a Jägermeister. Just Jägermeister. Okay. So, so I said to him, what about a shot for, for, for three? For some unknown reason, he says to me, as he's, as he's pouring it, if you, net, if you can net this in one, I'll give you the same again. I like this man. I like how he thinks. So, because it was like the end of the night, basically, and they've yeah. obviously made a shed load of money off the off this off this bar, and so he gets a, a, a what would be the cup or that that you that they were doing gin and tonics in, mm-hmm. and kind of fills it at least halfway full with with Jägermeister. So yeah. probably like a triple shot of, of Jägermeister. So by that time, my four pints in, I'm quite jolly and like <laughs> i can do anything i can take on the world i'm at a rave not really a rave there's only 800 people there uh, uh <laughs> should have been soaked we're not soaked. <laughs> i'm with my beautiful girlfriend which is quite exciting it's our first night out first night out nice. clubbing together basically cool. and uh, so so i necked the shot i'm like yay i hadn't considered at all what was going to happen about half an hour later yeah, when the kicks shot in. kicks in yeah, yeah. So then, so then I turn up back to the to the crew and I've got gin and tonic for, for my girlfriend. And I was like, hey, guess what? He gave us this whole thing of, of Jägermeister. And she said, why? And I said, oh, all I had to do was neck, <laughs> neck a matching one. <laughs> Even though we haven't been together that long and she hasn't really seen me drunk, yeah. she did say, oh, <laughs> how's that going to go? So yeah, about ten minutes later, I was literally pogoing around at the front of the of the stage. Unbeknown to me, uh, some of her friends nicknamed me Zebedee. <laughs> you might have to explain that for some of the younger listeners because I I only know about it because my parents talked about it, and so I I watched some of it on the internet. Winnie the Pooh? No, you're talking about Tigger. Yes. Oh, Tigger. Yes. Yeah, because Zebedee was from the Magic Roundabout. Oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, because that's a whole different era here. <laughs> oh, maybe she did say that. <laughs> wow. See, this is what I'm talking about. I think my head is done. I think I am not that you can joke about early stage dementia and things no, like that. No, well, firstly, if you're if you're being affected by it, you can joke about whatever you want because it's uh it's about punching up. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, it's it's about so if. For example, a fully able-bodied, fit, healthy, fully privileged male person was taking the piss out of someone disabled. That would be wrong. However, if a disabled person was taking the piss out of themselves or their own situation, absolutely fine. Or taking the piss out of the rich white person. That's punching up. You can always punch up in oh, somebody. Okay. Never punch down. That's why the last leg is so funny. Yeah, yeah, because they're, they're able, those comedians are able to laugh at themselves and their own situation in a way that actually help it, it just it's endearing it, it's them owning their own lifestyle yeah and their own issues um uh, but yeah never punch down always punch up so in order for me to be able to carry on this self-mockery of my mm-hmm. uh fading memory and inability to string sentences together we just gotta get you sectioned i'm gonna have to go and get a dementia test do you think it's gonna be like a piss on a strip type thing or is there gonna be something I more complicated up the ass again oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Just like the Olympics, <laughs> the increasing number of conditions that are tested by a finger up the ass. And then in years to come, there's like all these doctors are held up, just like all the vicars. <laughs> just like all the victors. The vicars got double no, no, paedophilia. No. I, reckon, I reckon it's a bet between the doctors and the uh, the rocket scientists. <laughs> I was like, no, no, we, we got him to ride a dick to space. All right, well, we'll, we'll see if we can get to stick a finger up the ass a bit more. <laughs> Three million men have had a finger up their ass this year. Yeah. For a cough. For, for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> for made up conditions. I'm sorry, sir, but once again, I'm going to have to stick another finger. He's dying here. Where, have, we, have we got any proctologists in? He's got a cough. <laughs> yes. Fingers, please. My neighbour, the racist one, he, uh, he, he's been getting stuck into doctors because he, he says they get, they get a tenner a jab. What? So for the, for the COVID, he's like he's like that's doctors have gone to, to hell in in Britain. He goes, you can't even get in, can't even get an appointment. I can't even go and walk in. He's going on, on. And, he goes, he's going, and they get ten pounds. They get ten pounds a jab. Do you know they get ten pounds a jab? They get ten pounds. So, so I'm gonna. <coughs> John, Johnny is slowly dying in the corner. I'm gonna ask him, John. Have you had many? Uh, what what is there must be a proper name for a finger up the bum. What, it's proctology, but it, it's, a, it's a rectal exam- <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a rectal examination, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, I told you previous pod about that time my dad sent me into the uh, toilets in France with a, with a uh, oh, what do they call it, a tablet that goes up your bum? A suppository. A suppository. I can't tell our listeners what podcast episode that was, so I'm just going to tell the story again. <laughs> Please do. I had a sore throat, and we were skiing. It was a very bad sore throat, but the coach back from Les Arc to Geneva in those days took about three hours. I pretty much whimpered and cried the whole way because my sore throat was so bad. Oh, so bless you. When we got to Geneva, my dad dragged me literally by the scruff of the neck into a chemist yeah. and said, sort this fucking boy's throat out <laughs> in like Rodney Franglais, uh, no, in, in Del Boy Franglais, right? So, see then. Voulez-vous saute monsons yeah. throat Mal out. a la throat. Yeah. Pronto, mucho, <laughs> gracias, fix it. 
And uh, so, so he, 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 we get outside the the, the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're in Switzerland, so everywhere's super clean, and there's, yep. a, there's a public toilet just across the way. And he looks at me, and he gets one out of the packet, and he wedges it in my hand, and he goes, "Take this and stick it up your fucking ass." <laughs> <laughs> your your dad said that. <laughs> yes, through gritted teeth. And how old were you? <laughs> Um, <clears throat> I'd have been ten. Fucking hell! <laughs> so my step, I, I look, I look at my stepmom, and she goes, "It's a suppository. You've got to put it up your bottom." <laughs> <laughs> so age ten, I go into a public flipping cubicle, and uh, st- and insert this thing up my bum, and, and and then so every every three hours subsequent to that, I was told to go and do one do it again, and I just flushed it. it. Sounds like something from Train Spotting. <laughs> But I didn't. So I, had to, I, I wouldn't. So on the another one on the plane, and then we got home, and I didn't do it. I just flushed it down the toilet, but didn't mention my sore throat at mm-hmm. all. So as, as as in in the realms of parenting and doctoring, uh, uh, he did make my sore throat go away. How the fuck is a suppository going to make your throat better? That's the magic of medicine. How does any tablet know where to go? Yeah, it just numbs all of you, I reckon. I don't think it does, because then you'd be like dragging a leg around. If you're taking a Praxin, no, like, it, Praxin's lovely. It, it, it's like a, like a turbo ibuprofen, yes. Yeah, so. But it numbs all your pain receptors. It doesn't numb your, your muscle mo- movements on, but numbs your pain. Because there's no way that it can say, oh, this bit's hurt. Unless, this, this, and what if then your, your knee hurts as well? I know, but does, does it have to split between the two? Where's the brain cells that's involved? That's the magic of medicine. But like, you don't accidentally open the kitchen cupboard on your head after you've had an apraxin or uh if or, you i think next time you do just see if it hurts or, or like or like or like a diazepam or something then maybe you're kind of like bumbling around a bit yeah but yeah i don't I, know i reckon we need some science on this jeff bezos let's get the, let's get the cock bezos. scientist the- let's give, get get some <laughs> some cock suppositories wait we're back to brian again um yeah let's get some cock shaped suppositories and do some do some science Maybe Jeff and his mates are all laughing their asses off because they're billionaires. They can afford to build a rocket. And he said to, to Branson. It's got to be a bet, isn't it? It had to be a bet. Yeah. Branson, I'm going <laughs> to come second <laughs> in a massive cock-shaped rocket. Whenever you go up, I'm going up a week later and it's going to be in a cock just to rub it in. And it's great because it's got to be one of these clubs where they've got this ledger, and in a thousand years' time, they're going to be reading this. Going, no, they didn't. Yeah, come like, on. Uh, what's he called? The um, the bloke that went around the world in eighty days. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that, that was a that, TV program that, in the morning. That must have been it. That must be what's going 80 on. Eighty right days around the world. <laughs> so yeah, those those blokes mm. in London betting each other. And this is why I'd be a shit rich person because I'd be betting some fucked up shit. <laughs> it would be so fun. <laughs> I bet you can't go around the world in eighty days. Yeah, that, this was the the modern day version of that. I, I Branson here, Bezos. <laughs> That's the thing. I, right now, I know you could go around. Anyone could go around. If you've got a, a bit of money in your pocket, COVID notwithstanding, you could go around the world in eighty hours. Like if we if we wanted to right now. Obviously, my kids are upstairs, so they might they might argue about yeah. it. But yeah, we could just do it. Whereas back then, I think the next the next epoch is getting quicker and quicker and quicker. I'm going to Mars uh-huh. on a cock shaped rocket in eighty days. So it's Bezos, Branson, and Musk. Musk. Did Musk Musk go up? No, he didn't. 
Bezos. No, and- no, Musk hasn't yet. Um, but he's his uh, all of his stuff just is super cool. It looks cool. It looks sci-fi. Um, and they've got you know, they're doing it the kind of the, the the right way, the public way. And then all of a sudden, Cockrocket came out of the blue. I didn't even know Cockrocket was. Branson's been doing Spaceship One or whatever yeah. for, for like 10, 15 years. And then um, Musk has been talking about about all of the, the SpaceX stuff. I didn't even know Cockrocket was happening. He's so rich. He's he is something like his budget or NASA's budget is a quarter of what it's cost him to to do this thing yeah. or, or whatever, basically. So he got these got, got like three or four dudes who've got more money than the rest mm. of the planet, and so they can now tinker. Oh, you would, wouldn't you? If I you know, had that money, you would. It's much more fun than cleaning up the. Plastic, yeah, rubbish, yeah. slick As, in the Pacific. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. We can save the world, or <laughs> oh, we can, oh, we can all go to space. Going to outer space, but for how long? Uh, we can do thirty seconds at the moment. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> it's what? It's a billion. Okay, I got a few billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how long can we go up for? <laughs> do you take Apple Pay? Wait, shit. We're yeah. Amazon. Um... Oh. <laughs> Paying that cocksuckers <laughs> to any money. <laughs> Who's in charge of Apple these days? Oh, they're not doing anything fun, are they? No, they got they got they got dull. Um, they, they've got some. They, they've gone quite corporate, quite bland. Although they're waiting for the next big personality to come through, I think. Oh, yeah, but they don't need to at the moment. They're, they're still raking it in, although not on my fucking laptop, which isn't working. And that's another whole story. Yeah, that is another whole story, which I don't think we've got time for today. No, not at all. So many things on the list yeah. that we, we, we could have talked about. So, I, I had loads of facts about how much gold medals are worth. Um, oh, no, I do. Well, the Olympics will still be on next week, so we can talk will about be. that. It will be, and we'll have won a shit ton more gold. Yeah, because I, I, I do want to know about that, because I was fascinated when they said they made the medals out of recycled stuff. Recycled, not stuff. Mobile phones. Oh, okay. And then they showed how big the, the new medals are. Mm. And then they told the Olympic people, don't taste them, bite them, kiss them, because we, because we haven't tested. Yeah. We're going to talk about this next week. I want to know, but don't so, bite it because we haven't tested it for biting. But the first thing I'm going to do then is I'm going to bite it, you know. I don't. <laughs> it's like saying, here's a red button, don't press it. You're going to press the fucking button. <laughs> All pissed up, doing Jägermeister shots. <laughs> Holding, licking, needing a piss. Licking their medals. <laughs> <laughs> so. Listeners, watchers, what's the longest you've ever had a piss in for? Mm-hmm. Uh, where's the most random place you've ever had to have a piss? I, I must get, oh, here's a good one. Have you ever, have you ever had a piss whilst on a Zoom call because you couldn't leave the session, but were able to casually have a piss under the desk? Not even a Zoom call on a date. <laughs> a Zoom date. A Zoom date. Mate, if you're on a, if you're on a four hour date and it's going kind of well, you're kind of thinking, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt this. She's not leaving anywhere, but there's only so long I can take. So let's just do a bit of manoeuvring. It's all out of screen. She can't see a shit. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put that on the list next, 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 next conversation. <laughs> now, because back in the day when we were like in our twenties and, yeah. and you'd, when I lived in London, not that I pulled very often, but the times I did pull or I had a girlfriend for a period of time and you'd be staying at her house, but it would obviously be a shared house. There'd only really be one toilet. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up and you're in a strange house anyway. And then it's like, okay, well, I really need to piss. So my, my tactic would generally be go to the kitchen, 
find some kind of bottle out of the bin. <laughs> like a tin, tin of beans, empty tin of beans, empty squash bottle. So you just see you rum- her catching you rummaging around in the bin. Never got saying, caught. Never got <laughs> caught. I needed somewhere to piss. Is this not normal? <laughs> I will share more uh, of this very awkward, possibly awkward uh, story uh, in next week's wrap up. Then that sounds good. So, how can people make sure that they can uh, hear the next week's wrap up? Well, I'll tell you the best way to catch the wrap up will be to subscribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to teamsuperdad.com forward slash get podcast, uh, I have engineered it that not only will you be sent a link, but that link will recognize what device you are on and will give you a, you know, will send you to an appropriate podcast service for your device. Oh, you're making it so easy. It's like, it's like a, it's like a rectal examination for your ears. It is. So teamsuperdad.com forward slash get podcast and that'll get you the podcast and if you want to come in to the community and be part of this awesome irresistible network of men uh creating our best dad life ever then teamsuperdad.com forward slash group will get you on the power list and everything that you need to be part of that don't forget every person who brings a friend and can prove that they've brought a friend i'll buy you a beer yes all you've got to do is come and see me come and see me and we'll buy you a beer the picnic's happening on the 21st of august awesome uh, Teeson Park in Maystone. Mm-hmm. So if you're in Abazajan, um, Edinburgh, Peru, Chicago, not quite as convenient. Fly over. But yeah, but you're still welcome. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, any, anyone in the southeast, Kent, south of London, uh, come down to Teeson on the 21st. Perfect. Glenn, I'll see you next week. You will indeed, and I'll see you as well. Let's get ready for that outro. See if we can get it to come in slightly quicker than the intro came in. And this this, this is radio gold. Yeah, bit, go. isn't it? This is slick as fuck. Team Super Dad. This has been Team Super Dad. Find us at TeamSuperDad.com. Join the program and create the best life ever for you and your children. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad.